0: Welcome to the Six Minute States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast and our review of day one. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Mark Ogier and uh, well we had a rather unusual start to proceedings today. The bailiff uh, is away from the island, that was always planned. Uh, what wasn't planned is that the deputy bailiff Jessica Rowland is not well at the moment and so the rules state that the presiding officer therefore needs to be the longest serving member of the states. That was Deputy John Gollop uh, but he wasn't in the chair at the beginning of proceedings this morning. Uh, because uh, he had to remove himself, or he chose to remove himself from that position because he had a question in question time, which was early on. So we actually started with uh, the second longest-serving member of the state's deputy, Peter Roffey, in the chair. But he had to explain that actually some point later on in this meeting, because uh, there's an uh, a piece of legislation coming through from Employment and Social Security, of which he is the president and Deputy Gollop is a member, we'll actually have Deputy Lyndon Trott in the chair as well. So it's, uh, it's what he described as... Uh, ...presiding officer Hokey Cokey. Um, so it's been all change, really. Uh, but the format remains the same, and the first thing that we had up this morning was a uh, an update statement from the Home Affairs Committee and its president, Robert Prow, who uh, gave us details. Um, I think the biggest news from that, really, was the fact that we can expect next month a publication of the long-awaited Population and Immigration Review, uh, with all its um, reports and proposals, to be debated at the next meeting. Uh, that will be in September, of course, because there's no meeting in august uh, he also gave some details about numbers of ukrainians who had come to the island under the schemes that have been set up uh, partly mainly in under the auspices of the home affairs committee and uh, that was uh, 16 uh, ukrainians 12 of them under the family scheme and four under the sponsorship scheme so that was his update and uh, then mark we moved on to question time
1: that's right, yes. So this time we had uh, Deputy Gollop asking questions of um, Environment and Infrastructure President Deputy Linda de uh, He was interested in finding out what had happened to plans to have a Guernsey type of MOT for, uh, for all vehicles, because these were approved some time ago by the states, uh, and nothing has really happened along those lines. But of course... What happened was a pandemic got on the way uh, and held things up, but Lenzi, to some readers, assure us that we would have it by April 2024 at the latest. Now, not everybody likes the idea because a lot of people and um, two or three members mentioned that they couldn't see the point of a car that was never going to be seeing the Autobahns of Germany. Why would it need to have uh, an MOT or a roadworthiness certificate? Um, but the point was made that Guernsey is a signatory to the Vienna Convention, which covers many aspects of, uh, of, of road safety, including roadworthiness. And, and of course, vehicles over here need to be roadworthy in the first place anyway uh, it's against the law not to be so it, it makes good sense to have a system whereby if you should take your car away um, it, it's going to be okay to, to drive it anywhere you have fancy fancy going
0: and then we, uh, we had a few items, fair few items uh, that had been knocked off from the, uh, the agenda from the last meeting uh, and that included uh, all the accounts so they were debated at some length actually despite the fact that they are sort of factual documents that just need to be noted by states members really, they can't actually change anything or there's no proposals to debate exactly but the, uh, the um, speech uh, introducing the main public accounts from uh, the Treasury Lead for Policy and Resources Deputy Mark Hellyer uh, really focused in on his, his central message which we've, we've heard before but I think he, he wanted to take the opportunity to make it again. That um, just because we had such a great year financially in 2021 doesn't mean we're out of the woods. Uh, the deficit that uh, remains is a structural one that will eat into our uh, net assets of 754 million pounds by a tune, uh, to the tune of sort of 60 to 80 million per year, such that uh, that needs addressing now. He warned members, um, and so uh, there was some discussion around those uh, public accounts with regard to the actual. Um, composition of the accounts themselves there's a timetable to make them um uh, fit with international standards by 2024 uh, deputy david Delisle was one who said that seemed like a long time away and uh, uh, there were a few comments about that but then uh, we went on to uh, a series of other accounts about the various um what do we call them utilities well,
1: yeah it's yeah well utilities effectively the um government-run bodies that are things like the Dairy, Guernsey Water States Works, uh, and a couple of others who <laughs> I can't think of offhand. Uh, and then we also had the um, the Contributory Benefits um, Fund was being discussed as well, the accounts for that, all of which were under the watchful eye of STSB and ESS President Deputy Peter Roffey. So uh, he was on his feet a fair bit. Um, basically pointing out as nobody would have been surprised that things had not been particularly good across all of these um all of these different bodies uh, and the revenues weren't all that great. I think the one um plus point in all of this was that States Works had a pretty good year last year, of course after recovering from the uh, the pandemic it had a pretty good year, so that, that was good news, and then after that I think we caught up with another element left over from last time, which was the uh, Commissioner for Standards.
0: That yeah, right? that's right, the uh, Commissioner for Standards Well, it, we, uh, it had already been agreed that a Commissioner for Standards across both bailiwicks would be set up um, this was really uh, sort of a, a, a nuanced alteration to that by the States Assembly and Constitution Committee because they wanted to ensure that the Privileges Panel, uh, which currently exists, would continue to exist rather than shifting those responsibilities over to the new Commissioner for Standards and that was because uh, they wanted the island to retain its own panel to um, uh, analyse whether any member was in breach uh, not just of the Code of Conduct but of their uh, their, any abuse of privileges. Um, And so that was uh, one of the items that we got carried on. Now, one of the other things that we uh, really must mention before we go is um, there was a, uh, an urgent question uh, laid. this this really kind of tested uh, Deputy Gollop I think it's fair to say he had a very awkward decision to make as to whether a question to the Education, Sport and Culture President De- Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen regarding the situation at St Sampson's which of course we've reported on, on in our paper and has been widely reported um, was, was um, admissible he did allow the question to be asked and it was uh, really along the lines of uh, will an apology be made and can assurances be given uh, regarding the situation there and uh, well you can read about this uh, in our newspaper tomorrow the physical edition of it Um, just also uh, time to mention um, that Deputy Fairbrush uh, mooted the idea that at one point he might try to defer the riquette on the uh, building of key worker accommodation uh, to site next to the Duchess of Kent Um, but he eventually I think has chosen to withdraw that so uh, that is a subject we will definitely come to probably at some great length uh, on this feed and the next Couple of days, um, but that's it from us for today. Uh, do come back here to get a review of day two tomorrow,
1: and uh, goodbye from me for now.